Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 2nd, 2023. I started this year by teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. We're still in the middle of it. And every morning we're coming around, we're gathering around the word of God. For those of you that are new to today's word, I've been doing today's word for 25 years. The video portion started about 12 years ago. And we get into the word of God every morning. We see what the Bible has to say. We apply it to our daily lives and we close out with a declaration of faith. Right now, we're looking at Jesus raising Jairus' daughter from the dead. This is part four of that part of it. And the title of today's message is God will honor your faith. Look at me for a minute. I want you to know that God will deal with you according to your faith. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so as we've been studying these miracles, I hope that you've been enjoying it. I hope that you've been learning. You've been growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You've been inspired and educated and built up and edified. And so one of the things that I know that as uh, we were dealing with the miracles that the Lord told me I would deal with this year is that we would really be, um, our faith would be ignited, right? And so this is a season of refreshing and restoring where our faith would just kind of be built up and reignited in this season. I want you to open up your heart to hear what God is saying this morning. Psalms 126 and verse four, before we get into the miracle, this is what the Bible says in Psalms 126 and verse four. Now, Lord, do it again. Now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory until streams of your refreshing are flowing over us until every dry heart is drenched again. In this season, I've shared with you all year long that this is a season of refreshing. This is a season of restoring for us. Put it in the chat, say, Lord, do it again. God is going to take us. I know that 2022 is difficult for many, and the last few years have been a challenge for many, but the Lord is like, and people kind of lost something along the way, but the Lord is going to do it again. God is going to restore us to this former glory, and streams of refreshing will flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. Put this in the chat, no dry places for me. All right, so let's get into the miracle. Mark chapter 5, We've been looking at 21 through 43. This is the whole story of Jesus and Jairus. And I gave you, you know, we've been looking at it for a while. So you you know the story by now. But yesterday we left off where Jairus was dealing with a faith fight in his heart, right? He was trying to believe God, but he got news that his daughter was dead. And the messenger said, don't bother Jesus anymore. And Jesus knew that fear flooded his body. But before he could open up his mouth and speak words of fear, doubt, or unbelief, thankfully, Jesus said, no, man, I would rather you just not say nothing than to speak words of fear. Keep your mouth shut. Be not afraid. Only believe. And with that, they, they went on to the house. So what does this mean to you today? I have four things to share with you in this morning. Four. And as I share these four things, uh, I want you to open up your heart to get ready to receive. You ready? Four things. All right. Here's number one. Satan will crank up the heat on you. Now, I want you to know that we serve a God who will honor our faith, but just like there is a God, there is a devil. And I've taught you before that you got to be cognizant and not ignorant of the devil's devices. 
So just because you're believing God doesn't mean that Satan is going to stand by and just let you experience God's best without doing anything. Satan will crank up the heat on you. I'm not, I didn't deal with this in my notes for this morning uh, about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but I'll just kind of mention them briefly as it relates to Jairus. So think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, uh, they were standing before King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar said, man, I like you guys. I don't want you to have to burn. Can you please just bow? When, when the music plays, bow before the statue. And they said, listen, Mr. King, we're not going to bow. <laughs> it's like, you can do whatever you want, but we're not going to bow. And the king said, crank up the heat seven times hotter. And so what he was doing was he was cranking up the heat in hopes of thinking that if I crank up the heat to another level, first of all, level one heat will kill you. Level eight heat is still going to kill you, right? So, But the devil will crank up the heat on you to see if you'll change your confession. Jairus has said at the seashore, Lord, my daughter is lying at the point of death. But if you will come to my house, lay hands on her, she shall recover. She shall live. That was his declaration of faith. Jesus was walking with him in accordance with that declaration of faith. In the space between your confession and the completion, the devil will crank up the heat on you and see if, if you will change what you say. And so what you don't want is when, when the situation gets worse before it gets better. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but you know that, that you're believing God for something. But while you're believing God for something, the situation gets worse before it gets better. And when Satan cranks up the heat on you, you cannot change your declaration of faith. I told you yesterday that you cannot, cannot allow what you see to change what you say. Put this in the chat. Say, say, I will say what God said until I see what God said. Somebody else is going to put in the chat. Say, say, I will not allow what I see to change what I said. So I'm going to believe God. I'm going to I'm going to open up my mouth and speak words of faith from a believing heart. I'm going to declare what I believe that God has decreed over my life. I'm going to say what God said until I see what God said. And no matter how much the devil cranks up the heat on me, I will not allow what I see to change what I say. And so, so of course, the situation went from bad to worse when the little girl died. The heat got raised to another level. But before he could speak words of fear, doubt, and unbelief, Jesus said, be not afraid, only believe. And that's what Jesus will say to us. Listen, when you are in the middle of a faith fight, when the pressure is on and the situation gets worse and you already thought it was bad, but now it got worse. And you were, you had told your spouse, babe, we're believing God for this. And you guys went into your prayer closet and you guys set your faith in agreement. And you said, you grabbed your, your, your spouse's hands and y'all set you, or you, your brother, your sister, your prayer partner's hands, you grabbed them. And you said, Lord, you said in your word, if two of us come together on earth, uh, touching and agreeing. We're going to believe we can bind what is bound in heaven. We can loose what's loosed in heaven. We set our faith in agreement. We believe and receive it. It's only a matter of time. You leave that prayer closet. You believe it's already done. You high five your neighbor. You get excited. You give God some praise. And then the situation gets worse before it gets better. What are you going to do? When, the Satan, when Satan cranks up the heat on you, you're in the middle of a faith fight. You cannot be moved by what you see. You can only be moved by what God said, what you believe in your heart. When the pressure is on, put this in the chat. When the pressure is on, I will keep believing. Jesus looked at Jairus and said, be not afraid. Keep believing, son. I need you to continue to believe God. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but God wants you to continue to believe no matter what. Listen, I know it got worse before it got better. I, I, I know, I know, I know it looks like the situation is dead. I know it looks like all hope is gone, but if God said it, it has to come to pass. God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. But you have to continue to believe. God will honor your faith. When the pressure is on, keep believing. You got it? All right, number two. Ooh, glory. This is good stuff. All right, here's number two. When the pressure is on in the middle of a faith fight, you have to surround yourself with people of like precious 
faith. You have to surround yourself with people of like precious faith. Now, put this in the chat. Say, I surround myself with the right, with the right people. Now, now, where do I get this from? So in the story, Je Jesus, Jairus, the disciples, and the crowd are walking to Jairus' house. In the story, we know the woman with the issue of blood came. And so Jesus has this conversation with the woman with the issue of blood. After he finishes speaking to her, somebody comes from Jairus' house and says, hey, your little girl is dead. Don't bother the master anymore. Now we have a bad situation. Jesus looked at Jairus and said, be not afraid, only believe, right? So in the middle of that situation, guess what Jesus did? I love it. Jesus turned around, says to the crowd, you guys can't come anymore. Like, so he tells the crowd, you guys need to stop. Where we're about to go, the pressure is on now. And where the, when the pressure is on, I can't be around a lot of people that don't believe. When the pressure is on, I need to be around people of like precious faith. So he tells the crowd, y'all can't come anymore. And then he said something else. Oh my God. The, the next thing he did was even better. It, it, a lots of wisdom in this. He got 12 disciples that are with him. These people are with him day in and day out for three years. He has 12 disciples, but when the pressure is on, he only brought his inner circle. Think about this. There were moments when Jesus was with the 5,000. There were moments when Jesus was with the 70. There were moments, a lot of moments, where Jesus was with the 12. But when the pressure was on, Jesus, he, he, he's trimmed his team down to three people, Peter, James, and John. So he's like, the little girl is dead. Jairus, don't open up your mouth. You got to keep believing. Tells the crowd, don't come. And then he looks at his team and he tells nine out of the 12, 75% of his team, you guys can't come either. Like, like, like I don't even want y'all around. I mean, I don't even, listen, listen, you guys are not going to believe like I need to believe. So I don't even want y'all around. I'm talking about when, you are, when you're in the middle of a faith fight, when the pressure's on, you can't be around a lot of people. And you can't be around people that don't believe. Which he, he told 75% of his team that they couldn't come. And so, so he was like, no, y'all can't come. And, and so now he's down to Jesus, Jairus, Peter, James, and John, right? So now the five of those guys go to the house. And when they got to the house, what, what happened? When they got to the house, there was a bunch of people there that were already mourning and crying. Oh, the little girl's dead. And Jesus said, no, she's not dead. She's sleeping. And the, the people there started laughing at Jesus. The people there at Jairus' house started laughing at Jesus. So what did Jesus do? Jesus kicked them out. <laughs> I'm talking about, listen, I, I think that sometimes we don't understand the gravity of the situation. Jesus was like, listen, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be cruel. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but you guys can't be here. Like, listen, I'm about to do something in faith. I'm about to tap into the power of the Father from heaven to manifest life into this dead body. I'm about to speak the spirit of this girl back into her body, and she's about to come back alive, and you guys don't believe, so you got, got to go. And so I'm talking about, listen, I, I've been in hospital rooms where I've told people, hey, we're about to pray, but you know, you might want to ask some of these people to leave. Like, I, I, we don't need a lot of people around that's crying and weeping and, oh, my God, and all of this stuff. No, 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 no. And like, like, right now, we're believing God. And when we're believing God, when you're in the middle of a faith fight, you need to surround yourself with people of like precious 
faith. Sometimes you got to ask people to go. Sometimes you can't, people want to come over to your house, but you're believing God for something. And in the middle of a difficult situation, you don't want them coming over if they're not going to believe God with you. You don't want them coming over if, listen, Jesus kicked them jokers out. He told the crowd, you can't come. He told nine out of the 12 disciples, you can't come. He got to the house and said, y'all got to go. Listen, no, no, no. When you are in the middle of a faith, I don't know who I'm talking to. There's only, you can only have a small team. There's only a small group of people that you need around you. You need a small circle. Now that you can have the crowd and sometimes you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Jesus, boom, had the 70. There's an extended team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you, boom, you got the 12. Those are people you hang out with the most. Boom, I got it. But when the pressure is on, you can't, you got to have a small circle. You got to have, you got the tribe for other times, but you got to have a small circle of people that are going to believe God with you. You need people around you that are going to believe God, that are going to speak faith and not fear, that are going to speak life and not death, that are going to speak blessing and not cursing, that are, that are going to set their faith in agreement with you, that are not going to be like, well, what? If, oh, it's okay. No, no, don't be saying no dumb stuff. Don't be, don't be up in here crying, talking about, oh, well, the little girls that ain't, heaven needed an angel. No, we don't, we don't need none of that right now. Heaven, like, you got to go. What we need right now is we need to believe God. And when, when you are in a, listen, their doubt can contaminate your faith. Let that sink in for a minute. Their doubt can contaminate your faith. You can't be around everybody. There, there's some things, listen, put this in the chat. Say, I only share precious things with precious people. I only share precious things with precious. There's some stuff I can't share with everybody. There's some things that that, that I, I'm cool with a lot of people, but when the pressure's on, mm -mm, mm -mm, no, 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 no. I can only share precious things with precious people. He kicked them jokers out. The 5,000 was not there. The 70 was not there. The 12 was not there. It was only the three. And when he got to the house, he kicked them out too. You need people around you that are going to believe God with you and set their faith in agreement with you. Say amen to that. All right, number three, man, I'm this is some good teaching, y'all. All right, number three, God will honor your faith by dealing with you according to what you say and believe. God will deal with you according to what you say and believe. I want you to know that. God is going to deal with you according to what you say and according to what you believe. Let's talk about it. All right, so do you remember when Jesus said, we're going to the other side? You remember that? This all happened in Mark chapter four and Mark chapter five. Remember when Jesus said, hey, we're going to the other side. All right, so he knew it was the Father's will for him to go to the other side. He spoke that in faith, without a doubt, without wavering. And so on the way, the storm came. Jesus had to speak to the storm. All of heaven will back you up when you are in agreement with heaven, when you're speaking words of faith from a believing heart. All of heaven will back you up. Heaven backed him up. The storm just had to stop. Why? Because it was the Father's will for him to get to the other side. And that's he got exactly what he said. Early in this series... I talked to you about the Roman centurion and the Roman centurion servant. When Jesus encountered the Roman centurion and the servant, what happened was uh, the, the Roman centurion said, hey, I have a, a servant who's sick at home. And Jesus was like, all right, well, let's go. I heal him. And Jesus and the, the Roman said, no, 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 no. I don't need you to come. I, I perceive that you have authority over sickness. So I don't need you to come. I just need you to say. And if you would speak the word only, my servant will be healed. And Jesus was like, man, I, I haven't found this kind of faith not in Israel. Wow, this is, he was amazed by the man's faith. He said, well, go. And the Bible says that, the, the, that his servant was healed from that very moment. So how did God deal with him? According to what he believed and according to what he said. According to his faith, it was done unto him. 
right? He was able to believe without seeing. I don't even need you to go to my house. So he was able to receive without seeing because that's what he said. And that's what he believed. I'm building. I'm building my case. In the case of Jairus, Jairus is talking to Jesus. Jesus is at the seashore. Jesus could have spoken healing from the seashore, just like he did with the Roman centurion. Jesus could have said to Jairus, go, your daughter's healed from this very moment. But Jairus didn't have that kind of faith. Jairus was not at a position to believe without seeing. No, no, no. Jairus said, no, Mr. Jesus, I need two things. What's that? What do you need from me? I need two things. What are the two things? I need you to go to my house. I need you to come to my house. Lay hands on my daughter. If you do those two things, if you come to my house, one, lay hands on my daughter, two, I believe that she shall recover and she shall live. But I need those two things. <laughs> I need you to come to my house. That's my confession. That's, that's where my faith is. My, my faith is not, you just say a word. Mm -mm, I, I can't, no, 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 no. I can't deal with that. I need you to come to my house and lay hands on my daughter. If you do those two things, my daughter, she shall recover and she shall live. That's what he said. So on the way to Jairus's house, we know the woman with the issue of blood came. And when the, the woman with the issue of blood, what did she get? She got exactly what she said. What was she saying? If I could just but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. A lot of people were touching Jesus. Nothing happened. Why? Because they didn't say what she said. When she touched Jesus, bam, the power of God was released. She was healed. Why? Because that's what she said. God will deal with you according to your faith. God will honor your faith and your declaration. Wherever your faith is, that's how God is going to deal with you. Why was she healed when she touched him? Because that's what she said. Why were nobody else healed when they touched Jesus? Because none of them said what she said. And so God is going to deal with you according to your faith, according to your declaration. She kept saying, if I could just but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She touched him. Boom. She was healed. Why? That's what she said. When Jesus got to the house, I'm building my case, y'all. When Jesus got to the house, Jesus kicked all them jokers out. Jesus was standing there. The little girl is over there. Jesus could have just said, little girl, I say arise. But no, 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 he can't. What do you mean he can't? No, he can't. Because God will deal with you according to your faith. Remember, Jairus said, I need you to do two things, Mr. Jesus. I need you to come to my house. Jesus was in the house. Number one, complete. But Jesus could say, hey, little girl. No, he couldn't. Why? Because Jairus said, Mr. Jesus, I need you to do two things. What was the second thing? I need you to lay hands on my daughter. So Jesus had to physically go over and touch the little girl. Why? Because that's what Jairus said. I'm telling you, I'm, listen, I'm trying to demystify faith for you. I'm trying to get you to understand. The Roman centurion servant was healed without Jesus going. Why? Because that's what he said. The woman with the issue of blood was healed with a touch. Why? Because that's what she said. That's what she believed. Jairus' daughter, uh, uh, he, Jesus had to physically go touch the little girl. Why did he have to do it? Because that's what Jairus said. That's what Jairus believed. God will honor your faith. God will meet you wherever you are. Look at me. Look at me for a minute. What are you saying? What, what are you saying? What words are you declaring from a believing heart? Now, God is going to deal with you according to your faith. Other people are saying other things. And guess what? We're all going to have whatsoever we say. We are all speaking words of faith from a believing heart on a daily basis. And we are all going to have whatsoever we say. God is actually dealing with me according to my faith. God is actually dealing with you according to your faith. This is not a mystery. God is doing this every day. 
God is dealing with me according to what I say, and I believe. God is dealing with you according to what you say, and you believe. And you are going to have whatsoever you say, good or bad. If you're saying, oh, my legs are killing me. Oh, my back is killing me. Nothing ever works out for me. Oh, these things always, I tell you what, oh, man, this is all, I always have bad luck. Okay, you're going to have what you say. <laughs> you said that, you believe that, that's what you're going to have. You're going to have whatsoever you say. Your words are activating. Remember, faith is voice activated. Fear is voice activated. So you are going to have whatsoever you say. Listen, whatever you say, whatever you believe, you're going to have it. Whatever you say, whatever you believe, you're going to have it. God is going to deal with you according to your faith. Say amen to that. I teach all of this in my books on affirmations. If you don't have the affirmations, go to rickpina.co, all right, rickpina.co, and get the books. I'm telling you, they're going to be a blessing. Affirmations for men, affirmations for women. All right, you got it? All right, let's close this out now. Let's go to number four, the last thing for today. And uh, man, there's so much in, in these miracles. I go to one miracle, and I'm talking about one thing, and then all these things just jump out. There's so many, there's, so, there's levels and levels and levels of revelation. All right. So last point for today, and I'm going to help somebody right now on this last point. You ready? Number four, it's never too late for God. Say that, put it in the chat. Say it's never too late for God. If God is still alive, then your situation still has hope. And obviously God cannot die. And so, so if God, if, if, if God is still God, if God is still sitting on the circle of the earth, if God still has all things in and under control, then, then it's not too late. There's still hope. If God is still God, God can do all things, y'all. And so when Jesus arrived at Jairus' house, the little girl was dead. She had stopped breathing. She had stopped breathing. And Jesus was not moved by the fact that the little girl's body was dead. Jesus was like, you got to keep on believing. Remember when, when Jesus got to Mary and Martha's house and their brother, was, and their brother had died and, and they had been talking. Mary and Martha have been talking. How do I know they have been talking? Because they both said the same thing. They, they both said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. What were they saying? My brother died. Be while Lazarus was alive, they were saying, don't worry, baby. Jesus is on the way. Don't worry. They were putting a cold, uh, a towel on his head. They were saying, don't worry. Don't worry, brother. We already sent word for Jesus. We already sent word for Jesus. But when he stopped breathing, they stopped believing. And Jesus shows up four days later. When when they, when he stopped breathing, they stopped believing. In this case, the little girl stopped breathing, but Jesus said, no, man, you got to keep believing. Let's get over to the house. And he got, listen, living faith can overcome dead situations. One word from God can change your situation forever. It's never too late. There's nothing God can't do. Listen, I don't, I don't know who I'm talking to, but God can do all things. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you need to elevate your faith. You need to ignite your faith. In 2023, this is a season of refreshing and restoring. You used to believe God on another level. Y'all used to pray on another level. Well, COVID happened. The pandemic happened. The global economic downturn happened. The social unrest happened. 2022 happened. Lots, lots of challenges happened. But now in 2023, God is going to refresh you and God is going to restore you and God is going to bring back that he's going to restore you to this form of glory and every dry area in your heart shall be drenched again. God, I'm telling you, God, God, say this, say, I believe again. I, I'm getting to the point where I'm going to believe again. I'm going to pray again. I'm going to speak again. I'm going to declare again. I'm going to go back again. God is still God. His promises are still true. What he spoke over, over me 10 years ago. Oh man, I had forgot about that. The Holy Ghost just reminded me. What is God saying? I'm still going to bring it to pass. Every promise that I've spoken over your life, son, every promise that I've spoken over your life, daughter, my promises are yes. What I'm looking for in you is an amen. My promises 
are yes and amen. The yes comes from me. The amen comes from you. Come on now. And so I've already put a yes on my promise. Can I get an amen? I need an amen from you. Say this, put it in the chat. Say, I put an amen on every promise from God. The promises that come from God, they're yes. His yes is already on it stamp of approval, but he's looking for my amen. He's looking for my agreement. He's looking for me to stand in faith without a doubt, without wavering. He's looking for me to set my faith in agreement. He's looking for me to call my, my prayer warrior friends. He's looking for me to get people of like precious faith to come around me. He's looking for people to set their faith in agreement with me to bind whatever's bound in heaven, loose whatever's loose in heaven. He's looking for me to believe. So put this in the chat. Say, I am a believer and I walk by, I feel like preaching. I walk by faith and not by fear. Glory to God. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Oh, Jesus. I could keep going, but I'm going to stop. I'm going to just stop. We'll, we'll keep going tomorrow. Y'all ready? Let's close it out with a declaration of faith. Y'all might need to listen to this again. This is going to get you. I'm, I'm going to listen to this again. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. As I study the miracles of Jesus, my faith has increased. I am learning about your grace and my faith. Everything you do, you do by grace, unearned, undeserved. You freely offer me your best. But in response, you require me to live by faith. You require me to believe and receive everything you reveal to me. And you require me to not be moved by what I see. You then deal with me according to my faith. I am only limited by my capacity to believe which is why I surround myself with people of like precious faith. So when the pressure is on, I thank you, Father, for giving me a close circle of friends who can believe you with me. You're not moved when my situation seems dead. You are only moved by the fact that you're still alive and my faith is still alive. So I keep my faith switch in the on position, and I believe that your power will be released in every area of my life. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, we're going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes, y'all. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. <laughs> Have an amazing day. Do me a, a favor. Two things. Go into the chat. Leave me some comments. If this message was a blessing to you, I'd like to read those comments. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. And you might need to watch this again. We are the just, and the just shall live by faith. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. 
And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. 